Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Okay, doctors, what I want to talk about today is, is make a decision and change your life. That's going to be the, the theme of today's podcast, short podcast. So what I want to tell you a little bit about is, is my own story. So I don't know, this is back in about 1995, maybe 1994. I remember, I was, yeah, 1995, I was sitting in my office. It was on a Sunday, which I usually went in on Sundays. My office was open six days a week, half day on Saturday. And so I would go in on Sundays because Sunday was the only time that it was really quiet. Sunday was the only time where I could get anything really done without being interrupted. So I'm sitting there. So most of my Sundays were spent catching up on clinic work or catching up on paperwork, catching up on banking, catching up on accounting, catching up on insurance rules and regulations, catching up on what I needed to catch up on in my clinic was done on Sundays. And I'd, I'd usually spend, I don't know, three, four, five hours. So as I'm sitting there on this one Sunday, I'm realizing, wow, you know, I, you know, I used to look at my bank accounts and yes, I was making a lot of money. I was, I was making really good money. Um, I had a very productive clinic. We're seeing about 180 to 220, 225 patient visits a week. At that time, I believe I had two staff at that time and a maybe two or three 1099 massage therapists. And so it was a very productive, very successful clinic. And so at, 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 for, for that time, and I was you know constantly spending all of my time, I'd spent about probably 15,000 hours building that clinic to that point. Because I was spending about 60 to 70 hours a week, pretty much every week in the year, building that clinic. Right, I'd spent probably I don't know maybe fifty thousand plus in consulting fees and people to help me to make better decisions on how to grow that clinic. So I'd, I'd invested a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort into growing that clinic. So I'm sitting there on this Sunday and and I'm realizing, you know what? Gosh, this thing is really an interesting thing that I built because it's not getting me where I want to be financially fast enough. It's not allowing me to take any time away because as soon as I go to take any time away, I'm thinking, oh my God, um, what's it going to cost me to lose a week's worth of patient visits and spend time on vacation? And I'm sitting in there and I'm, you know, I'm realizing that I built this thing that is really just running me ragged and I love it. You know, I love the people. I love the employees. Don't get me wrong. We were doing a lot of really good work, but it was running me ragged. So. I had this epiphany that day and I want to share it with you because two things resulted in that day. One is I'm going through and I'm going through the documentation and I'm catching up on Medicare and I had just been to a Medicare seminar and was trying to do Medicare documentation a lot better. So I was trying to catch up on all this stuff and I realized, you know what? I don't really like treating Medicare patients. I like older people. I just didn't like Medicare. And insurance had changed quite a bit and some of the insurances I just didn't like. And so one of the things that struck me was, you know, I've spent 15,000 hours and all this time and all this money, and no one's told me that I can build the clinic that I want to build. There's certain things that I don't have to treat, and there's certain things that I can, like, 
attract because I want to treat. There's certain things I like and there's certain things I dislike. And the things that I dislike, I don't really need to do. Now, that was a major epiphany for me because what I realized was that I liked injury work. Now, I liked injury work for a lot of different reasons, but I liked injury work mostly because I could do whatever I wanted to get the patient well. And I liked it because there was no patient finances involved. And I liked it because there was a serious challenge because the statistics at that time and even the statistic today were off the charts that if somebody had a spinal injury, there was a very, very large chance, very high percentage that they were never going to fully recover. And so I liked taking on that risk. You know, I, I liked pretty much everything about it. I just didn't know how to get more of it. I just didn't know. But I'd made the decision at that point to go, okay, I want to start to work on this. Now, another epiphany happened for me that day. Because on that day, I realized that I was doing all of these various things in my clinic. I was selling plans. I was, you know, correcting spines and trying to align spines and treating everyone under the sun, moon, and stars, older people, children, uh, people that had chronic pain, people that were injured. And I realized that I was doing really well. If you looked at my bank account, I was doing really well, but I knew professionally I was mediocre at best. Even though my numbers didn't show that, I knew personally I was mediocre at best. So in that day, there was a decision that I, I chose that pretty much changed my life. And that decision was, I wanted to work on more injury patients. I wanted to attract more injury work. But the biggest decision I made was that I wanted to be one of the top, in the top 2% of the chiropractors in the country that could fix spines. Now, what that did is, and I didn't realize it did this for me at that point, is it set a North Star for me. It set a big goal for me. It set something that everything else aligned. Everything else that I was doing was aligning, right? If I wasn't promoting and I wasn't getting more Medicare patients into my clinic, it was because it was aligning. My purpose and my goals were starting to align what was occurring in reality. And yes, I started to get more injury patients. But the first and foremost thing that I did was I started reaching out to find people that could help me to achieve this goal. And one of the things I knew in injury work was that I needed to actually have better outcome assessments because the insurers were starting to change. So I had heard about this system called spinal uh, myologic diagnostics by a guy named Harold McCoy, who was in Kirkland, Washington. He was, a, he was a doctor in Kirkland, Washington. So I scheduled a time to go over to his clinic. And he basically said, look, um, here's how outcome assessments work. He showed me muscle testing. He showed me the automation of muscle testing. He showed me range of motion and how to automate and use, use uh, really good range of motion tools and a great patient documentation system that he built. But then he showed me one thing that contributed to this mission that I was on. He said, look, we also do excessive motion testing with spinalogic diagnostics. That's where we test for the support ligament damage to the spine. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And he showed me how to determine how badly damaged patients were right out of the gate. Now, he also showed me the AMA impairment guidelines. I bought the book right away, read the chapter on the spine and went, oh my God, 
The AMA has validated chiropractic better than chiropractic will validate itself, even to this day, even to this day, right? Because they put a thing in there called alteration motion segment integrity, which was nothing more than a spinal subluxation. It was nothing more than what I had been taught in school that we were supposed to be working on in the first place. But here's what the AMA did that was so amazing. They basically said it was a 25% whole person impairment if you had it. Not if you fixed it, if you had it, if you just had it. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So what Harold McCoy did at that point in this journey is he actually showed me a way how to assess a spinal injury so I knew how damaged the spine was in the first week of care. I didn't have to wait to see how my results were or to be guessing how much ligament damage there was. I could tell immediately. Now, he did something else that day. I said, well, yeah, but how do you fix the spine once it has this? He said, you got to realign it. I said, yes, I've been trying to realign it, but we're not very successful with what we're doing. You know, how do I do it? He said, you have to consult a guy named Bro Pettibon. Bro Pettibon had a technique called the Pettibon technique. When I was in school, I thought it was a lot of math, so I avoided it. I didn't like math. So I call up Vril Pettibon. I remember this day the call. I said, look, you know, long story short, I met this guy, Harold McCoy, and Harold and Burl had known each other. Met this guy, Harold McCoy. He said, you're the, you're the top of the line as far as fixing spines. What is your percentage of correction? In other words, how many what, uh, of the spines that you treat, what is the percentage that, uh, that you can do correction on? I never forget his response. There was no, I don't think there was any daylight in between my getting the question out and his answering the question. It was like 100%. I was like so intrigued. What do you mean 100%? He's like 100%. You can fix any spine 100%. Now you can't bring it back to 100%. You can't do a factory reset on all spines, but you can fix the alignment on every single spine you touch. And I was like, wow, I'm intrigued. That's when I got into doing his work, and that's when the ligament condition became so grounded in what I did. I understood that a spine was impossible to damage a spine or to misalign a spine without damaging the ligaments. The ligaments are the casing. They're the casing that keep it in alignment. So if it goes misaligned, something has, has to happen to the casing, right? That's what got me into the injury space. That's what led me into developing my first uh, testing company and then becoming the CEO of Spinal Kinetics and then doing research and then setting up a smart injury doctor's program and setting up a smart injury lawyer's program and having something where I go, okay, my goal today has changed. It's to standardize spinal injury workups in the country. It's to actually standardize it and to help my chiropractors, my tribe, my group to perform something that's never been done in healthcare so far. And that's a standardized spinal injury procedures. That's it. That's my next goal. When that goal is done, I'm done or I'll set another goal. But the moral to the story is you got to have, you got to have something that you're striving to, something that's bigger than you, something that you can put out in front of you. Something that gets you excited, something that gets you motivated. You know, you're going to go through, and if you look, let, let's just say that you spend 2,000 hours a year, which a lot of you don't. You spend 3,000 hours a year. And let's say you did that for, for 10 years, right? That's 30,000 hours. Let's say you did that for 20 years. That's 60,000 hours. 
Okay, so for a lot of you, you're going to spend 60,000 hours, 60,000 plus hours of your life trying to do something within the space of chiropractic. Well, my question to you is, doesn't it make sense to make a decision to have a bigger goal? Have a decision to have the best treatment center for spinal injuries in your community. Take on that goal. It's the most fun you'll ever have. If you're going to spend time and you're going to use the vehicle of creating your, your living, being a chiropractor, then decide that you are going to be the best at something. Put that goal out there and start to align. Now, in, in our space, in the injury space, if you need help doing that, we have an incredible program that makes it very easy for you to actually accrue more injury work into your space. As a matter of fact, we have a, I don't know what we're going to call it, a 20-point checklist. There's got to be 15 to 20 things that most practices aren't doing that they could be doing easily with not a lot of time, not a lot of investment, and not a lot of effort. Like almost zero, zero, zero. And you can start to attract more injury patients into your practices. Doctors, if you have any questions about what I'm talking about, give us a call at 800-940-6513 and give our program a look. You can go online, www.smartinjurydoctors.com. But take a look. The biggest thing, though, is make a decision. Make, I don't care. It, it could be, hey, I want to be the best de decompression specialist in the country. That's fine. Go for it. I want to be the best neuropathy specialist. Go for it. I want to be the best monotraumatic brain injuries. Go for it. But just make that decision. It'll change your life. It changed my life. Doctors, as usual, what I do is just do a short riff on a topic. I hope you got something from it. And I look forward to speaking with you on the next podcast. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.